Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Rudrum, a I Want to Play a Game edition. I want to play a game. Today, joining me, we have the Ghost of Mars, the Phantom Menace, the the crispy specter cutter. of the Ruminations Radio Network, Ian, with Tui. The biggest Fire Emblem fan in the room, for sure. Uh, I am. This is my first video game episode. Not a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to get this thing rolling. To be talking about video games. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to have you on here, man. <laughs> talking about video games. So let's just go down the list real quick. Um, Ian, rattle off your uh, top three favorite franchises. Top three favorite franchises. Mm-hmm. Number one, Fire Emblem. Number two, Near. Number three, are we going single player, multiplayer? Your call. God. Tom Clancy. Just in general. Just Tom yeah. Clancy games? Yeah. Splinter Cell, Rainbow, Rainbow Six Siege. I actually oh, just yeah. started playing Splinter Cell Blacklist like the other week. It's really, really good. Do you have any uh, experience with survival horror games? Uh yeah, I uh, played. I mean, a bunch of the Resident Evils. You know, I'm a fucking fake fan. Um, the Outlast game one, played that, beat that. Haven't played two. I'm a scared little pussy boy and cannot really play horror games that often. Um, I tried playing The Evil Within. I really want to play it, but that game is just too damn scary. I can't do it also joining us we have brendan mr fantastic himself brendan how you doing coming at you seven days later from when we last recorded let's go it's been one whole week since you looked at me i think i made that it's banned yeah yeah you did on the <laughs> it's banned um how you doing brendan i am great how are you i'm doing excellent Talk to me about your survival horror experience. Not life, just games. <laughs> Every day is survival <laughs> horror for me. Uh, survival horror games are probably my favorite games to play in general. Um, I love the Outlast series. I'm currently with uh, Zach. We're playing the new Amnesia game, The Bunker. Oh, um, I, I just mm-hmm. actually started that on because it's on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's got some issues, but it's... Uh, it's frightening um as as all of those those games are but uh if you want me to give you my top three horror franchise or my top three game franchises um yeah let's hear it. three it's got to be the far cry series hands down uh two would be the last of us and one evil within i love those games so much evil within was the last of us was the first game i had ever completed uh, but Evil Within was quickly the second game. It was terrifying, Ian. You are a thousand percent correct. Um, and it is just so fun. Yeah, I got the Platinum Trophy on Evil Within 2, which was very difficult. I'm but never going to with- play that, that Dude, Ak- Akumu mode or whatever it's so, called. So, yeah, it's much easier in the second game. But the mm-hmm. first game, I'm intimidated to try to get the Platinum. Like, I, I haven't even tried it yet. I've seen a lot of streamers do it, but... Mm-hmm. It's literally the whole game, but one hit kills. Like you get touched, yeah. you get breathed on, and you're dead. And, and you that game is you pretty get, like difficult no on normal. 
yeah yeah no ammo no nothing you kind of just gotta improvise kind of insane today's our blood wash 2021 episode and this is only the second game that we're covering on the cast so it's an honor to be covering a puppet combo game i'm a big fan of puppet combo and i guess we'll just get right into it with fear facts puppet combo is an indie video game dev studio founded by benedetto cocuza i love that name uh in 2012 uh, the majority of the games are survival horror games modeled after the PS1 and VHS horror games that many of us grew up on. Kakuza in 2021 would create Torture Star Video, which that name is fucking fantastic, um, uh, which would be a lo-fi horror publisher for games developed outside of Puppet Combo. Uh, Puppet Combo would go on through its so far illustrious 11-year career to gain um, oh, to gain an extremely loyal and appreciative fan base like us who eagerly await their next release. With only 17 games developed and 8 games published, Puppet Combo created a name for itself and has gained immense respect throughout the genre video game community as a whole. Fear Facts! Sorry, I just made that one a little shorter because there was so much information and i just couldn't find a good way to put it all together yeah and no that was perfect thank you go check out um puppet combos library they're they have their games on steam switch e- even which please release some physical copies yeah combo if you're listening to this i will buy every single one of your games in a physical copy form same especially um, switch especially yeah especially switch like, i would totally do that fucking it would be amazing. There's also so they have a uh, a writer on their team, I guess, that wrote novels based on the books that like expand the lore. So you can go to their oh. website and like read the books based on the properties of the games. I haven't done it yet, but I plan to. Hmm. Um, can you buy physical copies of them, or is it just online? Uh, like physical copies of the books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're f- like actual books, like physical copies. The, those are sirens on Sorry. our end. No, they're, not, they're coming for they're, you. They're all dude, run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. Um, so you said yes, you can buy physical copies of those books. Yes. Oh, I might have to do and that. and put them so on your different. bookshelf. I really want to start out with the Murder House one, just because it's my favorite of the games I've played so far. But uh, let's get right into it. So this game is it consists of six chapters. It's a very short runtime of about an hour. Um. Brennan, we're gonna start with you. Actually, no, 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 no. Ian, Ian, no, 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 no. You are the newcomer to the. I want to play a game. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> and I'm so excited to hear what you have to say about this, good <laughs> or bad, good or bad, because you don't play a lot of games, and I want to know your thoughts. So, where did you play the game? Would you add a physical copy to your collection? And what are your thoughts on Bloodwash 2021? Yeah, I don't play a lot of uh, a whole lot of single player games. I usually just get on to play with my friends. That's all I pretty much use uh, video games for. But um, I would definitely add this to my collection. I played this on the PS5. I don't think it was upscaled. I think I played the PS4 version for some reason. You know, there um, is a PS5 copy, there, of it, right? Y- 
I yeah, know. there is a PS5 download of it, yeah. Yeah, I know. I think it said download, uh, but that was like after the, I already oh. played the game. And Let's be real. You're probably not losing out on much <laughs> yeah, in the I game know. runs. That, like, <laughs> you just want to play that PS1 game on my PS5. <laughs> the pixel count ain't that high. But, <laughs> um, but no, it was, uh, it was very, very enjoyable. Um, uh, where do I start? Uh, the voice acting was this is this is very campy. I I didn't grow up with the PS One. That's just not my generation. I was on the tail end of the uh, PS Two and the original Xbox. That's pretty much what I got. So um, I have close to zero familiarity and nostalgia for the PS One. But there was something about the graphics, something about how easy this game played out and um even for someone who's terrible at video games like myself um it was just a fun and enjoyable experience i i beat the game with ease and i had fun doing it and i liked a lot of the stuff there was um more content than i imagined mm. there was there was um i think are we eventually going to talk about the other stuff that are in there okay mm. um I went back and checked those out. Um, and I like how you can go back and easily just play those chapters. I beat the game. I didn't um, uh, get the get all the trophies. So I went back to the main hub and I just got all those trophies. Like that's, it was so easy. I could, I could just do that. So what drove you to go back and want to get the trophies? Like I know you're not a trophy guy. Uh, there was only like, I think I only needed like six um and i was like hey, let me just let me just check them out because kyle is a big influence when he's like getting trophy after trophy after platinum and the platinums yeah. uh he's in she have a he's in she have a hunter. Yeah. he has a problem he's obsessed and he likes he achievement stocks it's it's weird <laughs> like hmm, playing this game huh you got a couple achievements there i'm like uh, yeah just just Popped it on for a couple hours. Guilty as charged. <laughs> He's like, nice. Um, but no, sometimes I do go into... Or, well, most recently, I've been going back into games and seeing what um, trophies I can get. If I can platinum the game like this one with ease, I'll just go back and do it. And if it was an enjoyable experience, I'll just go back and do it. So uh, that's why I went back. What do you think of the overall trophy list and brendan you you could weigh in on this as well before we get into your first thoughts like do you I'm think that the trophy list was too easy or do you think it was kind of interesting how they made you change your place out of it um i honestly think it was too easy in my opinion because it's very um you can you just get you just naturally get all of the achievements just progressing through the story like I missed a couple of the achievements because I just didn't take my time and do a couple little more things like uh, talk to the old lady out of the out of the pizza shop or um, get the comic book behind the dumpster or whatever. Like just stuff I didn't really notice at first, but um, that's what I like about achievements. It makes me want to go back and like actually look at the games and like look at the um the work the extra work that these guys put into these video games uh, i talked a lot about this fucking this God. no i'm enjoying it <laughs> i there's there's much more for us to break down so <laughs> let's continue see i think for an hour-long game the trophy list is kind of perfect 
I think. Because uh, if you're... I was never a big trophy hunter until I met you. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, like, the things that I've learned throughout platinuming uh, Far Cry or Sleeping Dogs or, or, you know, games like that is... Still um, can't in, believe you it, platinum Sleeping Dogs. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to say that. <laughs> um, and and you, you even said it, you know, uh, don't be afraid to explore. And what I appreciate about this game is you don't have to explore a lot. You're not going to waste a lot of time. It's pretty... It, a lot of games where you explore a random corner and there's nothing there. But this game, there is something there. Because it's made, it, it feels very accessible. Uh, the trophy list, um, and I, I unknowingly platinumed the game, uh, my first playthrough without even looking at the trophy list, like the getting the score of fifteen in Porky's Revenge mm. and the five thousand in in Run Bums. Those were just things like I was like, oh, there's an arcade game here. I'm gonna play it, see how high of a score I can get, and I get it. And I was like, oh shit, that's a trophy. That's cool. Um, I feel like all the evidence you have to collect is um, laid out in a way that you're naturally going to find things when you explore the next location. The one thing that I did almost miss was the final piece of evidence on the floor in the men's bathroom. Mm. I, I walked because I saw the guy's fucking feet in <laughs> in the third stall and I was so terrified of what was going to happen that, that, was the I wa- that I walked out without I almost missed it. Um, but yeah, I, I like the progression of how the trophies uh, are almost unmissable if you're looking for every single aspect of things you can find. Yeah, I I agree. Um, the game's trophy list is laid out in a way, because it is only 60 minutes, so mm-hmm. it sprinkles in those checkpoints of dopamine kicks just to kind of keep you going like the carrot on the stick but it also kind of rewards you for exploring and just seeing everything that they have to kind of show you to ian's point so um yeah no i think for the length of the game it's perfect even if they made it a little bit more difficult it wouldn't be too bad because the game's so short that you can go back and kind of clean things up kind of easy but yeah no i thought it was a enjoyable trophy list and uh i just yeah, no, it was great. Um, let's get in to Brendan's um, initial impressions of the game. Where'd you play it? Would you add a physical copy to your collection? And yeah. I played it on the PlayStation 5. I would 1,000% get a physical copy of this. Um, actually, right after you you told me about the books, I just went to their website and added all of them to a cart. Um, and I'm also, I think I'm also going to buy the murder house iPhone case. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Or I, they have some other cool phone cases, so I'm not, I'm not sold on which one yet. Um, what I really like about this game is even though I love this type of game, I'm not always great at it. And that's why I haven't been able to finish murder house. Um, because it's just, you, you get you make so much forward progress in your seconds before a save and you die and you have to do everything over again. So I, I, um, I appreciate how the one real place in this game that you can fuck up is in the climax when you have the gun in the basement. 
Um, everything else is pretty much set in stone uh, where if, you know, when you're the police officer, if you die, it doesn't, it, the game doesn't end or you don't have to, to replay it. It's all part of the story. Uh, so I appreciate how it, how linear it is in that sense. Um, but also the storytelling is just so fun. Uh, I will probably get into the gameplay mechanics. There was one issue that I had with the, the, the inventory system uh, and how each character will have a different reaction to a new piece of evidence that because you'll find you'll get the whole story if you show every single character every piece of evidence that you collect and that was something that threw me off a little bit because i kept forgetting that that was a gameplay mechanic cool um i played this game on the xbox series x um i 100 percented the game got all the achievements and uh yeah this game was really really fun to me i coming off of murder house where it's a brennan's point it takes a lot more like um planning and it's it's a little bit more skill skill based uh because you're constantly having to like avoid the attacker it's a little bit more involved that way but i really liked the take your time exploration of this game and the the like the mystery surrounding what's going on um, my favorite part of the game is probably uh, the chapter two, which is the plaza, because it really gave me a sense of like hanging out at this plaza. And they gave you a huge amount of activities that you can do while waiting for your laundry. And it is time. So it's a real time uh, timer while you do your washer load and your dryer load. So once you put it in, you, you're kind of at your own pace to kind of explore the plaza and what you want to do. So. Um, I really like that aspect of it. Uh, this game reminded me a lot of, you know, the old survival horror stuff in the 90s, but it it's it more felt like a film to me. Like I wanted to see a movie version of this with the womb ripper. I thought it was uh, like a really cool premise and I really like the villain. The villain is really, really cool. Um, I would add this to my collection 100%. And uh, I actually just bought Stay in the House which they just released on consoles. Um, I bought it on Xbox as well, so I'm looking forward to playing that tonight. I'm going to start that tonight. But um, Chapter 1, Prologue. Uh, you kind of get a glimpse into Sarah's life. Uh, she's a college student. Uh, she has what seems to be hinted at an abusive kind of boyfriend. She's in kind of a piece of shit relationship, but... But they um, sleep in different rooms, which I thought they? was interesting. Yeah, because... No, he was in the bathroom. Oh, that was the bathroom? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so oh, he was okay. drunk in the bathroom throwing up. Oh, and oh, okay. Yeah, so it's hinted at that he's kind of like wasted throwing up, and she's like, well, I got to do my shit. What do you guys think of the whole prologue leading up to the bus and the setup of the story? So this was my favorite part of the video game. Uh, I liked, I really liked Stan. I liked all of the weird interactions there was just hobo joe chilling in the basement and just hiding in a and she knew his she knew him by name my kids the first jump scare i like how he was oh. hiding from his wife yeah <laughs> like this dude has a wife and he's just hiding in a like, oh wait wait was was his wife 
because I, I remember him saying that, but was his wife the person that was outside that you see when you're waiting for the bus if you go in the back corner and make the left? There's no, the that person, was just some. That was that, a oh, that was just another. Okay. That was just some homeless man. Yeah. Yeah. But she knew, she just doesn't care. She'll, she'll talk about, she'll talk to any homeless man, any tweaker, any kind of person. She's a very friendly, kind of social kind of gal. And uh, it made me feel, it, it gave me a little um, sense of character with this, with this main girl. It wasn't just me playing the video game. I'm playing as her. And it gave her personality, which is cool. I like when a video game does that. I'm not a fan of uh, playing as me in a video game. I don't uh, and like people referencing me like they think they know me like my life is in this video game. No, go fuck yourself. I'm playing as Sarah. All right. I yeah, shout out right to now. Stan, dude. He's. He's just he's there for sarah you know he's been through it all kind of mentality um he's got her back through thick and thin and he's just you know that 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 cool neighbor that you got he's very cool and i really liked his uh voice acting he was my favorite mm-hmm. character of the game favorite okay favorite character yeah. goes to stan all right hell yeah he's always got her back he's he had a sister that went through the same thing he's just looking out for her and yeah, he just really played a, a role model and I think I love him. He saw his sister in Sarah. He's trying yeah. to take care of her. I also thought, because th- this is a pretty cheap video game. It was, I think I bought it for like 10 bucks, maybe like 12. Yeah, I think it's $9.99 at regular price. Yeah. So I was thinking, or I was under the impression that this was only going to be in one location. So for a bus to arrive and to go to another area, I was point. very impressed. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I think that's about it for this. Shout out to Hobo Joe in the first jump scare, though, because that did that got me the first time I played. It was so fucking loud. Yeah, I had my headphones on on regular volume and I like I don't know if I had this on stream, but I like just stopped and fucking it flew off my head. It was uh, it was brutal. That wasn't the one that got me, though. I I think I messaged you guys <clears throat> in the discord during the hobo joe jump scare because i literally i literally yelped and i almost <laughs> pissed my pants um, yeah, i think you said that <laughs> i was uh, watching the- i was watching ian's twitch stream because i watched up to the points where he got to the plaza but um as soon as the hobo joe part was coming i was like man i wish he had his headset on I'd, like i wanted to <laughs> that like actually freaked him out or not no i screamed for sure because I'm a little bitch boy. When, even if it's a, like a PS1 looking game, I'll, I'll still scream. I don't care. Yeah, so, so you can go out. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no you go. I was just going to say, you can go out and uh, uh, optionally talk to the homeless man where he, he makes what seems to be not a joke, but it's a joke to <laughs> like about like getting a degree in education pretty much gets you nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I thought that was pretty funny. And then, of course, uh, the bus arrives. Did you have anything else to say, though? Is oh, I was going to say, is the bus part considered part of the prologue? Because I want to talk is. about that. It that is. fucking guy. Yeah. No, that's the fucking that's a guy word. on the bus. Oh, my God. I because for a minute, I thought that my like game was bricked because while, you know, while you are on the bus, you don't see like any scenery moving by, which is fine. It's not a complaint. Uh but you can't move. You can only like move your head slightly to the left mm-hmm. and the right. 
and the creepy guy comes up and stands next to you. And he was just standing and staring, looking away. Who is this back. guy? And is he the womb ripper? No, 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 no. I think, kind of I think that I, I've had to take the Crosstown bus in Manhattan so many times. I have seen people like this. Um, so like it, <laughs> it, it die makes, tonight. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought that the game was just like frozen or something and I was getting ready to restart my PlayStation. And then you see the, uh, the the prompt to look out the window and i was like okay thank god so look out the window i'm looking like there's nothing there and then i look back and fucking creepy man oh my god that that was one of the most unsettling images for me in this game actually so that's a question i have for you guys what settings did you play on because as much as i appreciate Mm. like the vhs tracking and the the crt um i think that's what the thing was Mm. called yeah um i appreciate it i love the look of it but for me it fucks with my head too much and i i can't i can't play with those settings on so i think by default it puts the crt filter on and then it also puts the um the tracking the vhs, like the VHS one yeah. yeah yeah so the first time i played the game back when it first launched on xbox i uh i took those off and I played without any filters because it, it like it was also like I get the gimmick like it's cool, but um I wanted to. It was kind of hard to see what like what you're doing. Yeah. So I I played with no filters the first time, but I played it again yesterday, and uh, I left the like I wanted to play it as they intended it mm-hmm. to be played. So I kept the the filters on. I honestly didn't even notice. I just. The only thing I was messing with was the sensitivity, and I kept messing with yes. that because yeah, I could not get high. it down. Way too high in the beginning. Yeah. No, well, like I, it, I would put it down, and it would, it would just be too slow, and I'd put it back up, and it'd be too fast. It, there was no in between. So, but my only complaint with this game is is the sensitivity. But I kept the visuals natural. Gotcha. All gotcha. default. Shout out to the bus driver, which has one of the best delivered lines in the game when she calls him a creep and he goes, whatever, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that delivery. It's probably my favorite in the entire game. And uh, yeah, it was fucking awesome. And then to top off uh, chapter one, they have the really, really cool cut to the like the credits crawl and like mm-hmm. the intro. Um, mm, yes. That was awesome. That was like a that was just like a movie, uh, yeah. like a credit. Yeah, that was awesome. I really like that. Um, it, it. I think it added production value. Totally. Um, it just felt like I wasn't gonna get a shitter game. Like I was gonna get something that a lot of people put a lot of Thought good. Into. Yeah, a lot of uh, love into. Yeah, I think that's what makes puppet combo games so charming. Is like you can really feel like how much of a fan they are for like horror films of the past and horror games of the past. They're obviously heavily inspired by that kind of stuff. And like, you honestly feel that they're like fans just as much as we are. Yeah. Um, cool. So we get into chapter two, which is the plaza, which is the bulk of the game. I would say, yeah. um, there's a lot of different activities that you can do. There's a lot of new people that you meet. um, Let's just start with the characters. So uh, there's the patron, there's Peepaw, 
which kind of reminds mm. me of Sid Haig. I don't know why. Yeah, and then I can there's see that. The pizza dude and the store owner. So when you arrive at the plaza, the moods, you know, kind of sets. What kind of stuff, uh, what what kind of extra activities did you guys partake in that you enjoyed? So I kept trying to give evidence or give dialogue evidence to the other dude who's in the laundromat. And he pretty much just tells you to fuck off every time. I, I just thought it was awesome. He he was my favorite of that, uh, of the plaza. Yeah, he's like the average dude. Yeah. And anytime you try to get more information out of him, he just keeps referencing the hot chick that works next yeah. door. <laughs> Um, I liked the uh, oh the comic books. So I went back. Yeah, uh, did you to, read any of those? Yes, I did. I so I went like back it. today and I read through. Uh, I think it was called Reaper or Reapers. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys read the comic books? I read one of them and then I skimmed through a, a few of them. I I do intend to go back and read them, but um, I think the Reapers one reminded me a lot of like Hellraiser ish kind of stuff. It was really cool. It's only three volumes. Um. I think that's all that's in the game is just the three volumes. Uh, what do you know the significance behind the comic books or if it was like made by the creators who made the game or anything like that? Or is I don't know. They have like, you know, obviously the illustrator, the writer and stuff yeah. on the front of the comic books. But I, I think it might have been like friends that they just wanted to put their, you know, stuff in the game. Yeah. I read the Urban Legends one. Oh, yeah. Did you yeah, read, read that one? Too. Yeah, that one was super fucking cool. I the really like in the oven. Work. I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. Where like the demon is like going around and sacrificing all the babies and killing all yeah. the babies. Um, I thought that one was really cool. The art reminded me yes. a lot of Crossed actually, and uh, was a big fan of that. But that just goes back into like the exploration part of the game, where like you don't even have to see these things, and if you're not into reading comics, like you would do something else to fill your time while waiting for your laundry like it felt very involved like in that sense but yeah did yeah, you check the, out any of the the oh, what's it called the dryer was going off but i was still on like mid volume three and i was like fuck it i'm still gonna be reading this like, right like it, it felt like you were there like waiting yeah. for your laundry to get in yeah it was awesome and and reaper was was really great um i don't know if that's like uh, a volume that I can like, or like a series that I can pick up outside, but uh, I would definitely read some more of that. It's kind of like, um, it was kind of like, um, like uh, Charlie's Angels, but as like if they were resurrected and had to kill demons. I'd watch that. It was dope. Yeah, I'd watch it. Did you check out any of the comics, Brendan? I did not. I'm not the biggest comic fan. Uh, and uh, that was actually. After I got the trophy for collecting on the comics, I was like, I'm going to all go back and check some of them out. But uh, the final jump scare of the game got me and I was like, fuck, it, I can't do this anymore. So after after I beat the game, I I, I shut it off. Uh, I'll I'll go back and reread them because I like how. Um, I like the idea of putting like full, full readable and fully illustrated and realized comics into <clears throat> into this game. So what did you primarily do to fill your time? Uh, so even before I went into the laundromat, I explored the entire outside. I checked every single car. I found uh, the first comic uh, back behind uh, the shops near the dumpster. 
Um, I, I went inside every single shop and checked it. Uh, so before I even went inside the laundromat, I had I had uh, Peepaw's Ouija board. Um, Peepaw. That fucking voice that pops up uh, when you click on it. I was like, what the fuck? God damn, bro. Um, that shit me too. Me. And in the, the general or the pawn store or whatever that store was, I found the one piece of evidence that was in the lunchbox. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the other comic book that was in the pizza shop. Yeah, there was one in the pizza shop. Uh, yeah, so I, I explored everything before going inside of the laundromat. Uh, and I, I this is probably dumb, but I just love the colors in of of the washing and drying machines inside the laundromat because ninety nine percent of the time when you think about it, a laundromat just has like white or like silver laundry machines. So even though it doesn't matter, I like how whoever would have owned this store threw a little splash of color in it to make it less mundane, you know. Hell yeah. Did you guys examine the a porno tapes in Peepaws? Yes. Like the uh like the porno section? Ian? It was just an image that popped up, right? No videos. There's one of an image, but there's one where she examines one of them and she's I forget her boyfriend's name. Is it like mm, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's like she's like, man, I really like wish that. he would fuck me like <laughs> they do in these fucking porno tapes. Gives you a little insight that she has a little bit of a freaky side. Um writing's great in this game. Yeah. For such a short game, like they put a lot of love in this. They really do. And kind of going more into that, you start to get kind of the uh, the evidence and you can present it to each person. You are getting a sense that there's something something going on with the laundromat that was burnt down next door. Uh, there was the owner and the owner's girlfriend that kind of went missing. They are all kind of blaming the owner, which I think his name is Luis. Yeah, Luis Kennedy. Um, but you don't really get too much info until we get to chapter three, which is Officer Burton. And I think that Officer Burton might be a play on Resident Evil, Barry Burton. Sounds like he'd be a survival horror kind of fan. Because also, uh, Leon Kennedy, the guy's name is Louise Kennedy. So I'm thinking Mm. Kennedy Burton might be a Resident Evil thing. That They're probably fans. I don't know. That's just a reach. But, uh, we get into chapter three. So she... After running into the womb ripper in the bathroom, you don't really know if it's you know him or her or not. But that's what that's what I was going to ask. Is do you think that the feet in the bathroom are is the feet of the womb ripper? Yeah, yeah, I do. And uh, when you go into the bathroom, uh, it has the eight six seven five three zero nine, which mm. is a callback to um, the Ramones, I think, right? No, Tommy Two Tone. Tommy Two Tone. Um, and you called the number. It's a sex hotline. You could chat with the girl a little bit. Uh, but and then you after, run out of time. You run out of time. Yeah. She's like, it's my first night on the job. I just met a couple creeps, dude. It's weird. But um, the banter between the phone call was cool. And you find out little by little that you're on the hunting grounds of the womb ripper. Um, and you find the laundromat owner uh, in his office killed brutally murdered and you call the cops and that's when officer burton shows up the laundromat is locked and you kind of start exploring the um the store next door which i think is like a tax like an ancient art block kind of thing yeah, yeah. um what do you guys think of chapter three with officer burton that fucking maze scene or the, the maze part 
I was so unbelievably terrified. <laughs> I I turned the uh, um the, the controller sensitivity yeah. all the way up because I kept like I would walk a few inches and then I'd immediately spin back around and I'd look forward again and go and like peek around the corners. I, it scared me so much. Yeah, yeah I like, it. I like the it's the too. first time in the game where I felt like. Like, they gave you a gun, you had the flashlight, you're walking down the hallway, you're like, all right, I feel empowered at this point now. Like, if this bitch pops out, I'm going to blast I this didn't. whole way. Really? I, I felt so fucking scared, because I was like, they're giving me a gun for a reason. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I don't want to know what that reason is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it definitely made me feel a lot more safe. Uh, I liked when it killed his partner right in front of him, and you couldn't really do anything. Your, your character was kind of in, in shock. And then he just fucking disappears. And you're like, <laughs> I was a big fan of the scene too, right after that, when you're almost like trying to escape, get out and you're crawling through the vents and the womb rippers like stabbing through the vents yeah. and like you're kind of crawling through very cinematic for such like a low budget game. I thought that was a really cool, really cool scene. And then we inevitably get to officer Burton and his demise and never reaches Sarah. Which leads into chapter four, the Womb Ripper. So let's talk about the Womb Ripper as a whole. What do you guys think of the villain? Don't me to go. It, you can go. Uh, I so uh, I'm sure it's fine if we just say what it is. So yeah, it's the girlfriend of a man that died in the original burned down laundromat, correct? Yeah, so I guess I could set it up a little bit for you. That's my bad. So the girl's name is Samantha Rhodes, and throughout the game, you're kind of getting hints that uh, she went missing, and Luis, the old laundromat owner, kidnapped her. Mm -hmm. It turns out that uh, Luis locked her in the office of the burning laundromat. I still don't know why, but she was pregnant at the time. She wound up surviving the fire, but she became heavily disfigured. She lost her baby in the process, and it made her crazy. She turned into a, like a crazy psychopath. Um, understandably. Understandably so. <laughs> she winded up becoming a serial killer targeting pregnant women, and she would cut the babies out of their womb because she, she sought after the thing that she didn't have, which was her baby anymore. She would skin the baby's faces and wear their baby wear the baby's okay. faces on her face, and that's why she looked like that. Um, uh, shoot, I I love the character. I want to see this as a feature length film. Same. This this would be so unsettling. E even the the um the part of the game where you're in the back rooms part with the steam valves and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's um, just hit in to that too the womb ripper's lair yeah so so okay so first of all this built the inside of this layer is like ten thousand times bigger than the outside of the building yeah. which i think is hysterical yeah. um but like you see the dead per the uh, dead lady on the floor with her stomach ripped open and the baby fetus just chilling sticking out of it yeah um it's even with blocky playstation old playstation graphics it's still visceral and deeply upsetting um i i love the layer the layers this whole game's fucking terrifying man every time i think like every part of this game is just really scary and it made me feel a way that 
I don't really feel anymore when watching horror films. And I actually felt scared. Yeah, these last couple of chapters, I kind of wasn't paying attention a whole lot. I was just in the mindset to survive. I was like, this person, it could be anywhere. I don't know this type of game. So I'm just going to go as fast as I can throughout this maze and get what I can and figure out how to fucking kill this thing. I didn't even know how the outcome was going to be. I don't know if you were just going to survive and run away or if you're going to, uh, the gun was going to have a play or again, I didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen. So going through this and picking up the whole like saw situation where you're getting the scalpel and getting mm-hmm. the key from the person's uh, stomach. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I didn't think I was going to know where uh, the thing was or where the, where the body was to go back and do that but um it was easy it it was nice quite nice yeah firing or finding the diaries of the survivors that were in there before and having to piece together to take Mm -hmm. the scalpel back was i think it was easy but it was cool yeah and just seeing the babies the skinned babies faces Mm -hmm. on the ground was gnarly when i found out that it was like skinned babies faces that she was wearing i was like that's actually so extreme for a game like (laughs) Only puppet combo would get away with doing this on a video game and still just keep the M rating and not be like crazier. Mm. Well, I, I wonder if that kind of has to do with image quality because if uh, say yeah. say something like this was in uh, The Evil Within or that, The Last of Us, like with or the, last the Last of, of Us, yeah, yeah, that would be you know what is it above M? Is it A? It's it's like NC seventeen or yeah, NC seventeen. Oh, okay. Um, but there there was i don't know if you guys noticed uh one great scare after uh you see the door that says find the baby um and then you have to walk through that like really skinny narrow area to get to where the gun Mm -hmm. is and when you're walking through that you're looking straight and you see the womb ripper just peeking around the corner yeah yeah and then i I, I thought it was just a glitch or something no i stopped i paused the game i took a deep breath and then i unpaused it and i kept walking and then he then she she moves away but like just like small things like that just add to like the overall level of fear that i like this final area was incredible yeah the imagery was also really creepy just like the thought of that same actual area where you're going through and all the washing machines are still hooked up and Mm -hmm. they're Mm -hmm. presumably spinning like dead babies in there. Mm -hmm. You you know what I mean? mean, You gotta wash the faces. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And then it gets into the conclusion and after, oh, well, I guess the finale before the conclusion, you actually fight the womb ripper. You see the pentagram on the ground. You see the sacrifice of the woman. She puts the little, like the, a baby bed in front of it yeah. for the baby just to spill out onto the baby's actually in there still um that whole fight scene is super intense because she runs really fast yeah <laughs> but um do you guys have any thoughts about the like the last fight before we get into well, the conclusion what i didn't get was how come every time you fired the gun you would freeze i don't know i thought the same thing though mm. I mean, it, it, it added another level of like anticipation to it because what if she charges me while I'm still in this animation? Um, yeah. But that was the only question I had, but that was, it was, it was scary. It was fucking, she moved so fast. 
Yeah, my gameplay was me just standing in a corner uh, with the two hallways in front of me, waiting for her to come around one uh-huh. of them. Uh, I wasn't sure if she was going to come back or if I had to explore more uh, yeah. for her to come back. So I just went into one of the halls real quick, like an inch into the hall and, and just back. came back. <laughs> and she, if she was there, she was yeah. coming after me. So that's that was my strategy going into that uh, that final finale. Yeah, I want to know... so. I haven't checked if there's a book for this on their website, but if there's not, I would love to read one because I want to know like why she did the sacrifices, like what, like what was that, like what was her end goal, mm-hmm. and also why um, Luis locked her in the office and burned it down. Like, w- like why did he try to kill her? Um, it never explains that. You do find his body um, in the womb Ripper's lair, but uh, it never explained why he tried to kill her. Um, oh, actually, um, these games are rated MA eighteen. Oh, wow! So they are then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm looking. I I don't see a book for this one. Damn, dude. Yeah. I think because I they only published it, and not developed it. Correct. Maybe. Yeah. We get into the conclusion, and that's when you learn that Samantha Rhodes is the womb ripper. Um. The same girl who went to school with the pizza guy. And uh, we get into the epilogue where you're doing an autopsy. And this is just the, this is the sprinkler moment in Primal yeah. Rage. This is the one last scare moment that they go for. You, uh, your power gets shut off and you have to turn it back on. You find out that the Womb Ripper's still alive. She escapes the, like, the autopsy table and you get that one last scare. She ejects herself from where they hide the bodies in the freezer. Overall, though, um, big fan of this game. And we'll get into final thoughts and ratings after our ruminations of Red Room official thick piss break. Please enjoy the ad from the Ruminations Radio Network and check out the other cast on ruminationsradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. Oh, God, it hurts. What's wrong, buddy? Nothing. That's the name of our podcast. Do you think anyone will know it's a reference to what some random SWAT team member said in that one scene in Terminator 2 after getting nailed in the back with a gas canister? Probably not, but they will get a regular dose of two lifelong gamer buddies on either side of the Pacific Ocean, delivering their view of video games with a retro emphasis every other week. That's cool. Welcome back. We're getting into our final thoughts and rating. For Bloodwash 2021, Brendan, we're going to start with you this time. Brendan, what are your final thoughts and rating for this amazing I'm just I thoroughly enjoyed this game. Uh, it's, it's palatable, it's scary, it's accessible, uh, and if they had a sequel, I would play it. But I'm also going to play pretty much anything that even if I don't finish it like Murder House, I, I appreciate uh, and I admire every single thing that that this company does and what they stand for. I will give this a four babies ripped out of the womb out of five. And uh, instead of a heart, I'm going to give it a bloody skinned baby face. Ian, Ghost of Ian. E squared, Phantom Menace. The start of my love of pop, puppet combo 
start of everything. Um, thank you, Kyle, for this recommendation. Um, now I understand the hype, and I will um, play more Puppet Combo uh, games, and I will rock their merch, uh, and I will support their content. This game was short, sweet, um, palatable. It was uh, great. It was uh, it was scary, even for um, a person who didn't grow up with PS One. I still had a really good time playing this game and playing through the story and appreciating everything they put into it. Uh, I love the little additives, the the video game, the two video games, the comic books. Um, great stuff. I'm gonna give it um, uh, four. Uh, fetus babies and a the the face of a fetus baby as well uh, as as my heart. <laughs> <laughs> fetus baby, did I mention that? Huge fan of Puppet Combo. I mirror both of what you just said. Can't say it any better myself. I'm going to give it a four with a heart. So this game gets an official Red Rum score of four and a heart. Now it's time for the United States' favorite game, soon to be the world's What's in the Box. The game where we read a film description from Letterbox.com. Letterbox.com is a movie, movie database where you can rate and f- watch movies of all kinds and share your thoughts with others. Um, you can't watch them, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Check out Letterbox if you're in films. Um... My, God, I'm like all over the place right now. My (laughs) co-hosts have to guess the rating based on the description of the film. If they're within 0.3 of the rating out of five, they get a point. They then have to guess the decade in which the film was made. And if they get that right, they get a point. And if they get that right, they can guess the year and get another point. Are you guys ready? Ready, 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 ready. Yeah. We're gonna harmonize right now. Ready, ready. See whatever. whatever. Number one. <laughs> the tagline is: "The blood runs in rivers, and the drill keeps tearing through flesh and bone." An artist slowly goes insane while struggling to pay his bills, work on his paintings, and care for his two female roommates, which leads him taking to the streets of New York after dark and randomly killing with a power drill. Okay, this is that one movie. Um, I'm going to go 3.4. See, I had this picked for our last What's in the Box. Um, And then I changed it. Uh, So I know what it is on the dot. So I I will graciously move it up two points so that I don't get the two points. Um, so I'm going to say it's a 3.2. And what was yours, Ian? 3.2. Oh, is that what you said? Oh, shit. You both no, get my, the point. Oh, it is 3.2. You know what? I'm going to give that to Ian, though, because I forgot that Brennan did that last time. So No, I, no, I, didn't, I didn't do it on the cast. I had it picked, and then we changed things up because you were doing two and I was doing two. So I moved okay. it up. Mm. Gotcha. I'm still going to give Ian the point on this one because you kind of knew what it was. So, Ian won. Brendan won. Guess the decade. Uh, 
1990. Oh, 1980. Please guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go 80s. I'm going to go 70s. I'm going to go 70s, actually. Um, Brennan gets the point for 70s. That puts Ian at one, Brennan at two. Are you guys ready for number two? Actually, I'm not going to give you the opportunity for the third point. Yes, because it was was 75, right? You were wrong. (laughs) So number two. The movie was Driller Killer, by the way. Oh, yeah. The 1979 film The Driller Killer, directed by Abel Ferrara. Number two. Enter, if you dare, the bizarre world of the psychosexual mind. A masked serial killer with psychosexual issues strangles female co-eds with scarves before dismembering them. When a wealthy student identifies one of the scarves and thinks she has a lead on a suspect, she becomes the killer's next target, retreating to her family's remote cliffside villa with three of her girlfriends. This is for sure a Giallo. It has to be. I'm going to go 3.0. 3.1. I'll say 3.3. I feel like, Ian, you're probably closer. You guys both get the point. Ian almost getting to it. It is rated 3.0. Guess the decade. 80s. Um, Giallo's were 70s. But if it's not a Giallo, and if it's an American movie, it's 80s. I'm going to go 70s, though. Ian gets the point. It is a 70s film. Guess the year. Oh. Um, this is going to be late 70s, if it is what I'm thinking. Um, 70... Eight. Almost getting the point. Is it 79? It is the 19... Actually, I was wrong. It's not 79. Uh, it is the 1973 film, Torso. No. Oh. Yeah. Directed by Sergio Martino. So it was. Okay. Okay. That puts Ian at three, Brennan at two. Are you ready? Yes. See. Si. Close your eyes for a second and sleep forever. An 18-year-old high school girl is left at home by her parents and decides to have a slumber party. Meanwhile, a mass murderer with a propensity for power tools has escaped from prison and eventually makes his way to the party where the guests begin dropping off one by one. This is a slumber party massacre, right? Or, yeah, this has to be slumber party massacre. I'm going to (sighs) go... 2.9. 2.9. Because I'm not sure. You know what? Two, 2.9. 3.0. I'm going to price is right you there. You guys both get the point. It is sitting at 3.1. Guess the decade. Ooh, could be the remake. Could be the original. I don't know what the original. It or does sound like the remake. Based on the description. Yeah. I'm going to go 2020s. I'm going to say 80s. I like the trickery Brennan did there. It is, in fact, an 80s film. Guess the year. <laughs> he, he just got <laughs> slayed, dude. I, I can 
feel the play in your voice too. Holy shit, that was a good good poker face. Brennan, guess the year. Um, what a bitch. <laughs> It sounded like a well-made uh, summary, so I made uh, my guess. Brennan had no influence. Um, uh, um, I know it's early 80s. I think Summer Party 2 was 85, I think. <clears throat> no, that was 90s. Uh, 91. I'm going to say 81. Almost with the second point. It's 1982 film, The Slumber Party Massacre, directed by Amy Holden Jones. It is now 4-4 anybody's game. Final question. Are you ready? Oh, I yeah. scream, you scream, we all scream for the dot, dot, dot. Young Gregory Tudor sees his local ice cream man murdered and later grows up to inherit his business. Opting to inject gruesome ingredients, including human body parts, into his frozen confections. When one of the neighborhood boys goes missing, the local kids suspect Gregory and band together to get, the, to, get to the bottom of things. Don't be looking stuff up, Ian. Oh, I'm not. I'm looking at Brendan. Because Brendan never talks or never goes first. I'm thinking. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, I mean, I always go first, but uh, uh, two point four, two point four. I know exactly what movie this is. I don't know the rating though. Um, I know it's a cult classic. I'm gonna go two point six. You guys both get the point. Both barely avoiding mm. the second point. point. It is at two point five. <laughs> Guess the decade. <gasps> Day bow bow. I'll go eighties. Could be nineties. It's eighties. Give me. 80s. I I know it, it's 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 either like late eighties or early nineties. It stays tied at five five. It is in fact a nineties film. Oh. To try to do the tiebreaker, guess the year. 1992. Three. You guys are both incorrect. It is the 1999 or 1995 film Ice Cream Man, directed by Norman Epstein, which keeps the year to date. Kyle six, Brennan five, Ian five. Well, we both got the point on that one, so it's nobody wins. Brennan six. Kyle six. Ian's that's what that's what we did for uh for uh killer frequency. We tied. And we that's both true. got a point. Yeah, but we also said fuck Ian at the end of that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We'll do this. You no, know, I lose it. Kyle everything. six. Kyle six. Brendan six. Ian six. That five. continues. Ian five. Wait, what? No, no, no it's six. <laughs> I almost you almost got me. Um, this has been another episode of Ruminations of Red Room. The baby massacre of the ruminations radio network if you like what we're doing here please subscribe and give us a good rating on literally anything that you listen to the podcast with itunes uh, or apple podcast amazon music spotify transistor don't care where you rate us don't care where you subscribe to us just please do it 
And if you like what we're doing here, follow us on Twitter at of Red Room. That's OF Red Room. And if you're interested in hanging out with us and talking horror, you can join our Discord. The link to join our Discord is in our Twitter bio. That being said, I'm your host, Kyle, with a motherfucking K. And today joining me, we have Ian with Tweez. I'd like to think that if Michael was at his peak self, his peak perfect self, he could be a quarter of the man that Stan was. Mm. I thought you were going to say he could be the womb ripper. (laughs) Also (laughs) joining us, we have Brendan, Mr. Fantastic Jesus. Uh, The hell rap, man. Stay spooky, folks.